the FT. Pierre Odone, you run Fermilab, which is America's premier particle physics lab. You've had to close down your biggest um, collider, the Tevatron, a couple of months ago. Where does that leave the lab? Well, the closure of the Tevatron was not unexpected, and so we have been preparing for this event uh, for several years. And so we have a program in the next uh, 10 years in which we're studying parts of nature that we know very little about, and that's neutrinos and very rare processes. This is complementary to what the Large Hadron Collider will be doing, and it's a program that is very robust, that no matter what the Large Hadron Collider tells us, this is a very worthwhile program in order to understand how nature ultimately is built. Why have you chosen neutrinos as one of your two main focuses the place where you might find the most unexpected results and, the, or, and at the same time the most revealing about things you don't know are those places where you know the least. And neutrinos is a particle that is still for us very mysterious. It's so different from all the other particles. And we know that we're missing many of the pieces associated with the neutrino world. Of course, neutrinos got a huge wave of publicity in September when your colleagues in Italy and at CERN detected what they thought were neutrinos traveling faster than light and breaking all Einstein's rules. That, of course, would be an astounding discovery, and we're going to check it out here at Fermilab. We have the ability to do that in the next uh, few months, and I'll eat my hat if that turns out to be right. But if it, do, if, if it turns out to be a distraction, a red herring, it sounds as though neutrinos are so fascinating that you'll um, carry on. Of course. And in fact, the issue that this result is even given any credence at all is because it's associated with neutrinos, and neutrinos, in the history of neutrinos, they always have done unexpected and weird things. And so because this particular measurement is associated with neutrinos, people are give it more credibility than if it were one of the standard particles that we know about. Tell us what a neutrino is like for, for, for lay people. It's often described as ghostly. What, what's a neutrino? It's ghostly because it's a particle that hardly interacts at all. And so it has the ability to go through matter. There are billions of neutrinos going through your body in this particular moment from the sun. And uh, they travel easily through the whole Earth. And so if we're going to study these particles, which are actually a significant fraction of the mass of the universe, uh, we need to build big detectors so that we have enough mass to capture some of them and also very powerful beams, uh, because the more beam we have and the more mass we have, the more interactions we have. And you need both of those things, both powerful beams and very large masses, to be able to catch a few and be able to study them. What's the funding position for Fermilab and your neutrino experiments over the next few years? Are you going to get enough from the federal government to do what you want? Well, it's uh, the job of lab directors to get the funding, and uh, they are always optimistic. Otherwise, they wouldn't be where they are. And so I am optimistic that, we will, that the program is exciting and that uh, the United States wants to maintain a leading position in fundamental science, which 
we are doing here in a very significant way. Of course, American particle physicists are also playing an important role at the LHC at CERN, aren't they? Indeed, and uh, I think in the last uh, couple of decades, the largest investment that U.S. particle physics has made is, in fact, on the LHC, both the accelerator and the detectors. What's your opinion of the way the LHC is working and the results that are coming out of it? There's some disappointment that nothing really exciting has yet been discovered, no Higgs particle, no supersymmetry. It's very early on to really uh, be depressed about not seeing new things. Um, And I think the machine is working astoundingly well. Uh, It's truly remarkable. Uh, We also have a certain pride of ownership in the sense that the Tevatron was the pioneering machine that taught us how to build big superconducting synchrotrons. And I think all the lessons of the Tevatron have been carried over to the LHC, and it's a phenomenal success. Thanks very much, and good luck with your future program. You're very welcome. Thank you. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.